Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. I think most of us are aware of the migrant crisis. 1,600 people living in a temporary situation at Chicago police districts. The city's Office of Emergency Management and Communications say there are 8,600 migrants in city shelters. More than 400 are awaiting placement at O'Hare Airport. It's just a crisis. I don't know that there's any other word for it. Annie Gomberg is in the middle of it all. Annie is a lead volunteer organizer. Annie, thanks for joining us. We understand, according to reporting by WGN-TV, that up to eight more buses arrived today. Are you aware of that? Yes, um, that is accurate. We have had uh, news that there's uh, quite a few buses that are inbound today from Texas um, with many, many passengers uh, who will be uh, arriving at the drop zones, as they are called, and then from there making their way uh, into the city. And you have been there when the doors open and people exit those buses. Tell me about your interaction with these people who are arriving in Chicago. Well, I so I work as the lead organizer at the District 15 Police District, um, which is here in Austin, uh, which is the Austin neighborhood in Chicago on the west side. And um, many, many of the folks that are arriving um, are really coming with nothing. They've been put on a bus by um, the government. And, you know, we've had children, uh, two-year-olds arriving wearing just a T-shirt and a dirty diaper. Um, and really, we fortunately here um, do have a team of, of volunteers who are so dedicated that our goal is to really reach in and wrap our arms around those people as quickly as we can and help them. Uh, we provide bedding and clothing and food and medicine. Um, almost everybody who arrives at the district needs medical care um, of, for some for some sickness, for some illness that they've encountered on their journey. Um, and to make them, uh, to help them understand that Chicago is a welcoming place and that we, um, you know, we don't, we are, we are here to welcome them and to help them feel uh, that they have come to a new home. So Annie, you're a volunteer, you're doing this out of the goodness of your heart, or how is this, how is this working? How are you organizing this? <laughs> uh, well, I'm an organizer by, by my experience, um, my lived experience, and I, I just think that this is what we would all want if we were in their shoes, if we were in their position, if we were leaving our homes because our home was no longer a place that was safe for us, what would we want to, to have when we came to a new place? And um, I think that Chicago is exactly uh, the right kind of city to to welcome these new folks. We've had immigrants for generations upon generations. Um, and uh, I, I do think that we are up to the challenge. And when they arrive today, so you will administer any medical needs they might have, you will, <laughs> yeah, I guess, get them clothes, get them some food. And then how do you transport them to a police station or wherever they go next? Well, they usually typically arrive at the police stations via the buses that are conducted by OEMC. Um, we, uh, you know, of course, there is a 
there is a bottleneck of, for all services, right? Because there's just not enough doctors. There's not enough medical professionals. Um, they are not typically triaged upon arrival, but usually after they get to their first destination, um, which is typically a police district at this point. Um, you know, and so those are services that have to be coordinated um, right now, all being done by private citizens for the most part. We are taking them to local federally qualified health clinics making those appointments, driving to them, them to those appointments, um, accompanying them, reviewing their papers, figuring out when their immigration appointments are, if they have to be changed. Um, the list is really endless. Enrolling children in school is something else that volunteers are doing. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's all the needs that you would need if you were coming to a new place for the first time uh, with nothing. Annie, a lot of people um, met these migrants with uh, great enthusiasm at the start, um, volunteering donating clothes, donating money and things like that. Um, the sort of the shiny ball is a little duller now. It's been around for a while. Are you still in need in donations? And what can regular people who are not able to volunteer, what can they do to help? That's a wonderful question and really helpful. Every station, uh, many of the stations have a GoFundMe account. We have one for District 15, which has been an absolute god godsend because we can't, um, you know, fund everything that needs to be funded. Everything there is no there's no municipal fund for these services that we are providing. This is all being done by private citizens. And so um, that is a wonderful way. If you if you search for your local police district and the GoFundMe, you'll be able to find it. Um, our GoFundMe is called We Got This Chicago. Um, but that is a great way to, to provide resources for, for the volunteers on the ground. It makes it really easy for us to, you know, buy pizza or um, figure out if we need to, if we need tarps or we need um, as many people are right now outside uh, to, to acquire some good or service that we can't otherwise source. Um, and, uh, that, that, I think that's probably the best, the best way to contribute. Um, and, uh, I, I, there's, there's an, I would also just encourage you to go and to meet people and just, you know, if you do have the opportunity to go to the police district, uh, there are volunteers who would love to help you connect, um, and help in ways that you can. Annie, do you speak their language and what do they say when they arrive in Chicago? What is their expectation? Oh, well, I speak very poor Spanish, but mm-hmm. I'm speaking enough to get by. They want work. Um, they're not looking for a handout. They're not looking to be a burden. They want to do for themselves. And I think that that's the big missing question, the missing piece from, I think, a lot of our response to this is, uh, you know, when we're talking about, for example, the 10 cities, is what do the people want? What do they actually, you know, this is, these, these are autonomous, free individuals who have gotten here and made a tremendous journey on their own. They want to work. They want to contribute to society and, uh, you know, be, be, be full partners in everything that we're doing. Um, that's, that's my experience, at least. Annie, uh, Lisa asked me a couple of minutes ago, and I did a lousy job of answering it, but, you know, there's so many different adjectives for the people who are coming on the buses, whether they're migrants or uh, whether they're here legally or illegally, whether they're asylum seekers. Can you explain or sort of sort that out for us a little bit? Sure. Um, you know, we typically uh, call them nuevos vecinos, which means new neighbors, because that is what they are to us. Um, I will also say that all asylum, all of the, uh, asylum seeking is a legal process. So these are folks that are here legally. They are participating in the legal process of seeking asylum in the United States. Um, when it is not such a such a tremendous number um, that can be met, that 
need can be met by existing social service and infrastructure, but clearly this has overwhelmed our existing systems and we haven't built the the proper response that would allow this to feel less like uh, an emergency. So if they are at a police department, at a police station, they're here illegally? They are here legally, yeah. This is what they're, what they are doing is a, is part of a legal process called a seeking asylum, um, and that is part of what what they are entitled to, um, and uh, via via our federal government. I feel for the children. Um, how do, how do we help those? How do we help the little kids? That's that's what I want to uh, know. Yeah, it's really really tough. Um, Children, um, there, there are 25 children at the 15th police district, and I expect more will arrive. Um, they have indomitable spirits. They are uh, children just like your children and my children. Um, and so I think that doing everything we can to support their parents so that their parents can be the best parents that they can be. Um, and, you know, just making sure that we are looking for long-term solutions so that they can grow up and go to school and be healthy and be safe. Um, I think that's the best thing that we can be doing as a city. Annie, I applaud you for your work. There's very few of us who could make the commitment that you've made. So I hope that you'll take an opportunity to come back and join us again and give us an update. Oh, I would be delighted. Thank you so much for including us in your, in your broadcast. Annie Gomberg, lead volunteer organizer. She will be there when the buses arrive today. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.